What? Yeah! Brothers, 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 brothers. Oh, oh yeah! It's me, Austin! Oh, son of a... Doesn't matter what you think! I lie! Oh, you didn't know? And I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. See? I just didn't stand! You just made the list! Bam! Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first ever WWEGL. I am your host, Logan Hurston. We have my co-host here, Mr. Noah Phillips. <laughs> you broke, you broke I hope I just broke every single person's radio <laughs> in America, And maybe. of course... The incomparable, the immovable, Mr. Daniel J. Locke. What's up? Okay, okay, we gotta be, we're gonna <laughs> turn down our mics for this episode. We're blaring the people's ears. It's fine. It's our fabulous intro we made. We just got done watching AEW Grand Slam. I was freaking out in the bullpen. It was awesome. But anyway, I digress. This is WWEGL. For those who don't know, basically everyone who's not a Weagle member. This is Weagle's first ever wrestling podcast, as I know of. How do you feel about that one, Daniel? This is exciting. This is exciting. I'm so glad to be a part of it. Love you guys. Love working with you guys. Love professional wrestling. So, oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe we're doing this. So excited. (laughs) I can't believe you just shouted woo into the mic, Noah. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe it either. But like Daniel was saying, this is once in a lifetime. Weagle, and we're gonna do it every well, every two. Wait, what every, is it? Well, I don't know. It may be every week, it may be every two weeks. We're still working out the kinks a little bit. Well, it's gonna be one in a lifetime, yeah, every one, two weeks, just in, like Rock versus Johnson. One in a lifetime. Um, for those who don't know, I'm Logan Hurston, I'm the program director at Weagle. You may have heard me, my smooth tones on the show Beat Drop that aired earlier this night. I also do Compact Discourse, and soon to be too late with Logan, we also have. Noah, would you like to introduce where you come from? Uh, my name is Noah Phillips. Um, I don't really have a job here at Weagle, <laughs> other than the fact that I am a sports guy. Just actually did my first ever uh, taste of music with you, Logan, earlier tonight. <laughs> the greatest introduction ever. Yeah, the greatest introduction ever. Didn't know what was going on. Literally two seconds beforehand, Logan goes, you're, you're introducing the next song. And I went, well, okay then. All right, and then, of course, we have Daniel. Daniel, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. So, like Logan said, I'm Daniel Locke. I'm the co-sports director here at Weagle 91. Big sports guy. Big professional wrestling guy. Big sports guy. Can't, can't, so excited, so excited. I am. I am very excited about this. This is a little passion project of mine. It was not planned at the start of the year. I had, like, 15 million shows, and this was not one of them. But I just started putting on professional wrestling one day. I said, you know what? I'm not a closeted wrestling fan anymore. I'm bringing it out. And I found, of course, my best two buddies right here were also a little bit crazy like me. We're going to go ahead and get this first segment started off. Go ahead and ring the bell, boys. This is where we're doing a little introductions. I think we should each introduce our favorite wrestler. Who wants to go first? I will. All right, go ahead. All right, so I got into WWE hardcore when I was in fifth grade, so about fall of 2013. And right about the time I really started to get into it, Vicky Guerrero announced on an episode of Monday Night Raw, I believe, that Alberto Del Rio would be taking on John Cena for the World Heavyweight Championship at Hell in a Cell. And that's just, I was so excited for that match. And I was so excited to watch John Cena come back since John Cena was on injury leave when I first started watching. So I was like, yes, I finally get to experience John Cena. And I became a John Cena fan that night. What about you, Big Noah? Well, I'm a little bit more of an old head. The reason I uh, root for my second favorite college team, Miami Hurricanes, is because I went back and I watched old footage from the 80s. Well, I kind of did the same thing with wrestling. My favorite wrestler is the one and only, the Rolex-wearing, diamond ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing. Limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and he's having a hard time holding these alligators down. Rick Flair. To be, <laughs> to be the man, boy. you gotta beat the man with a tear in my eye. So good, so good. I would say my favorite, it's split. Going back, watching the archives, like Noah says, I'm inclined to say the man. 
the myth, the legend, the man who captivated millions and millions of sports fans all around the world, The Rock. But if I have to go with my heart, it was a man who just put on a banger in there. Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. And I remember my first Raw when I started getting in was the Yes Movement storyline. I tuned in. I put on my TV. Daniel actually was at that WrestleMania. But I tuned in. I put on that TV. And there was Daniel Bryan with a ring full of random people. Yes. 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 Now he's in AEW on the greener pastures. I mean, he was great in WWE. Don't get me wrong. But I mean... Oh my gosh, he's so good in AEW. He's great. He's he's great. We also we even though we are WWEGL, we will be covering AEW and maybe who knows something else, other wrestling. We, we, New oh, Japan. I, New Japan. I want to do New Japan. I really want to do New Japan. Have you ever watched a New Japan match? I'm sure I've watched like clips, but I've no, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched like a entire match. Actually, Bullet Club was started in New Japan, right? But 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 Bullet Club. Life, yes, sir. It was. I think I've seen a couple of their segments in oh, New yeah. Japan. I I really like theirs. The Bullet Club, they're great. Um, there, New Japan's a lot. Of, it's like a different breed because it's more about the wrestling than it is like their stories. But the stories are in the matches. It's not like promos. Like they don't really cut a lot of promos. You know. Yeah, I mean, I love uh, wrestling hey. matches, but hey. I've always been a wrestling fan. Oh yeah, because we, of the promos. Oh, uh, the promos are great though. We got to put it up, baby. Two. I had to do it when he said Bullet Club. Yeah, now, I, I, w- I want to – we were talking about this. I think the real reason this even show happened was because of the custody of Dominic match. Yeah, we were just watching it. I really wasn't aware of that, and I got <laughs> very into it. And then Logan and I literally watched a 30-minute compilation of all, like, the pre-match just promos and stuff. Then we watched the match, and it was just amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then that's what really springboarded me to get back into wrestling. It was the Vicky, where are you moment. We can't say exactly what Eddie said on air, but no one knows exactly what I'm no, talking about. Exactly what you're talking Vicky about. Vicky just messed up the whole spot. Excuse me. Where was she? Uh, where was she? You know, they edited that out of the network. Yeah, they've edited out uh, a ton of stuff. Yeah, of course, because it's on Peacock now. But, yeah, what? that's what really springboarded it, because I mentioned it, and then – and I was like, oh, the custody of Dominic match. The, fir- the first time you said, I'm a wrestling fan, I was like, oh, the greatest match of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio in a ladder match for the custody of Rey's child. Dominic. <laughs> well, technically, in storyline, it was Eddie's child that he gave to Rey. Yeah, but, you know, Rey, Rey was the father, man. <laughs> he was the dad that stepped up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I lied. I lied. So great. Lachi and Steel, R.I.P. Eddie Guerrero. But uh, since we're going to choose our favorite wrestlers, I want to know, going around the room, we'll start with you, Noah. We'll put you on the spot. What is your favorite match you can think of at the moment? You can, it can change, but, like, can, can it be one that I wasn't alive for? Yes, of course. My second, well, yeah. Oh, no, excuse me. My probably third favorite wrestler of all time. My guilty pleasure. John... Bradshaw Layfield, a wrestling god. <laughs> oh, that's your opinion. You fighting, fighting Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania 25 for the IC title. Was that the one where Rey dressed up as the Joker? Because that's he, the Heath match Ledger. you're going with. Yes, because I'll tell All you, right. I'll, you already know this, but I love storylines in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And when JBL retired, it was like a piece of me died. Because I love JBL from a piece of my heart. And it is the number one match that I can remember. If I had to actually pick my favorite match just from a pure wrestling standpoint, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 24. I'm sorry. I I love love you. you. So good. Daniel, how old would you say? Okay, so this might sound a little biased, but watching Daniel Bryan win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. You watched it live. Yes, from Randy Orton against Batista, the triple threat match at WrestleMania 30. Just the pre-match to get Daniel Bryan into that one against Triple H was a great match. This one was better. You know, sometimes you forget this is a story. Like, oh my goodness, I was just so immersed in it. And when he won, man, I was crying. Like, I was like, wow. Like, he he did it. He, he actually did it. Like, the authority doesn't have any more stops to pull out. 
Like, Daniel Bryan is the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. It's just, oh, man. It's just, it still almost brings a tear to my eye to this day because it's just so special because Daniel Bryan did it for everyone who's been told that they can't do things in life. Mm-hmm. It was it was an amazing moment. It's definitely one of my favorite matches. If I had to go off the top of my head, the only one that's coming to my mind, you may not know this. Do you know who Kazuchika Okada is, um, Noah? No. Do you know who Kenny Omega is? Yes, I know who Kenny okay, Omega is. Okay, this is a New Japan match. So, Kenny Omega was the leader of Bullet Club, right? And he goes from the junior division to the heavyweight, wins what's called the G1, which is like this 30-day round-robin tournament, and first, like, foreign person to ever win, or, like, or for, like, a long time. I think he was the only foreign. And he goes to Wrestle Kingdom. He fights Kuchu and Kata in a five-star match and loses, right? So then... They fight again later on, I think, down the year. And I think it goes to a time limit draw. And it was like the crazy. All these matches are famous. My favorite is when Kenny won. I think it was Dominion where Kenny, because he's called a three, where like literally Kenny could not put him away. It was the craziest match ever to win. I, I, it just, it makes me like hyped up thinking about it. It was awesome. It just if you I I have to sit you down and get you to watch this match. You're just gonna sit me down and just like you don't expose me to a bunch. Let me tell of you, Kazuchika Okada is like the Roman Reigns of now. Like he is, but except except the difference between him and Roman Reigns is he doesn't have the Usos to back him up. He just wins. He's just he's, that guy. He's just the rainmaker. You'll love him too. His finisher move. He grabs you like this. He turns you around. He hits you with the nastiest clothesline ever. Can't can't be JBL-esque. as nasty as JBL. The, the wrestling line from hell, as some would say. You can't no. It can't be better. Than but anyway, we're gonna go ahead and get to the end of this first segment. We're gonna go to a little ad break, or as we're saying, we're we're getting the ring ready. We're going to a commercial break. The interest is still going on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, yeah, so yeah, somebody's yeah. about to make their entrance. Someone's about to make their entrance. <laughs> Noah's Noah's about to do his big entrance. We'll see you back in a couple minutes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all the applause. Noah did his great entrance. The shirts are off. We're ready to get in the pit. You know what I'm saying? We're in the ring. We're in the WEGL ring that we have made today. Don't worry. Don't worry about the physics of it. <laughs> I, I, threw, I threw my shirt into the stands. I'm ready to go. John Cena style. I will say, that is not a bit. We are all shirtless right now. Um, you can't see me. If if Britt's hearing this, yes, it is a bit. But for everyone else, it's not. Um. Right now, we're going to go ahead and get a little bit of a wrestling rundown, I guess. That's what I'm going to call this segment. So I think we'll go for like about 30 that's minutes. A, that's a great we're name. We'll go over everything that's happened in the world, worldwide world of wrestling this week. And starting off, we're going to go a little ease into it. We're going to hit SmackDown, Raw. And are you laughing? Are you laughing? Are no, you... I, I got a little booger stuck on my Got a little nose. boogie action, I yeah. see. We're going to hit uh, SmackDown, Raw. NXT and finish it with what just happened to AEW. Let's go back to SmackDown. Before SmackDown even happened, we had Roman Reigns going on Logan Paul's podcast, Impulsum, where after Roman Reigns left, Logan Paul's like, yeah, I can beat him in a fight. And this is the feud. Logan Paul, for some reason, has decided to now challenge for the WWE Champion, the undisputed WWE Championship, and he will be fighting Roman Reigns in the bloodline in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel. I mean, what more Crown Jewel match could you say than this? Like, my thing is, why are you letting Logan Paul fight in Saudi Arabia? If you if he was, like, doing it somewhere different, that'd make more sense. But at Saudi Arabia, I don't think Logan Paul sells tickets. Yes, I agree. Like, I think if it was in, like, in L.A., it would sell tickets. I think it's, like, I... I actually like. I will say it. I'm not. I'm not against Logan Paul and WD. I actually like him. I do too. But um, I only have a problem with like, I. It's his third match. He had a match with the Miz against the Mysterios at WrestleMania, and then goes to SummerSlam, beats the Miz after the Miz turned on him at the end of the match. I thought it was so dumb. And he's like a good performer, but like you're putting him against like the oh, like it'd be one thing if it was like a new champion and like he could play the heel, but you're putting Logan Paul as the face against like the Omega champion in Roman Reigns, like the like the biggest. This is like the craziest title run we've seen in WWE in the past twenty years. 
like by length and like how much they're like shooting this guy to the moon. I mean, he literally has not lost. I think the only time he's lost in this like his whole two year reign was he lost by DQ to like Xavier Woods one and, time. And those don't count. If you if you're a they champion and losing him by DQ, yeah. Xavier Woods, last person to beat Roman Reigns, put it in your books. But like, and you're putting Logan Paul against. What do you feel about that, Daniel? Um. Okay. So obviously, Logan Paul is a great entertainer. He knows yes. how to captivate. He knows how to get clicks. So I feel like that's kind of where WWE is going with this. And from that stance, it's brilliant. However, as a purist, or not purist, as a WWE aficionado, that is not who I want to take the belt from Reigns. So I don't think, I think WWE is going to avoid booking it that way. Oh, yeah. I think our plan is to avoid saying who we want to take it from Reigns for now, correct? Yes. Okay. I, I'll just say this. If... They were going to take it off. I don't think Reigns loses it by the end of this year, like December. Like, if they were going to take it off Reigns, they would have taken him off him at Clash of the Castle, first show in the UK in 30 years with Drew McIntyre, hometown hero in the main event. They would have had him lose there, and they didn't. Like, there's no way, I will say this, hell will freeze over if Logan Paul wins the undisputed WWE Championship. I'm giving this a negative chance. Like, it's not going to happen, especially not in Saudi. Like, they're just setting him up to lose. I do like, though, the aspect that they, like, brought in that Logan Paul's like, I fight the greatest champions in the world when he fought, like, Floyd Mayweather. I do kind of like that aspect. It's like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But I still, it's like, Bloodline at its peak right now, and you throw Logan Paul, who has no backup, no nothing, at him. It's like, that's just kind of, I don't know. I get what they're doing it. It's a draw, but, and I'm sure they'll have, an, they'll probably have a good match as Roman Reigns will probably carry him to a good match, but, you know. Um, we, so SmackDown rolls around, we continued the Braun Strowman feud, well, no, 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 let's go to the start of SmackDown. It started with Logan Paul coming out, Paul Heyman returning, since first time since SummerSlam we've seen Paul Heyman, the wise man, the chief advisor to Roman Reigns, coming back from injury after taking an F5 at SummerSlam by Brock Lesnar through a table, Ouch. um, just verbally decimates Logan Paul, basically saying that... Jake Paul's going to lose to uh, Anderson Silva and that you have no chance in this fight. Like, just, you, you know, Roman Reigns like you, you should just go fight somebody else on the card, but don't fight him. This is a dumb decision. Um, we also had, of course, Sami Zayn coming out. We had Solo Sokoa, the new member of the Bloodline, after winning that North American Championship second week on SmackDown. After, after a crazy NXT first, like, uh, NXT 2.0 anniversary where they changed the logo again. That was crazy. What were you, what were you looking at me like that, Noah? you have anything to say on that? Jake Paul's fighting Anderson Silva. Yeah. In when a boxing they, match. Got announced like a couple days ago. Anderson Silva is going to absolutely decimate him. I That's hope so. said about Floyd Mayweather and Logan. So. Well, well, Ma well, here's the difference. Floyd Mayweather though. did do that. But, okay, I'm not, I'm not saying Anderson Silva's going to decimate him because he is a UFC fighter and – I still think Silva has a good chance at him, and I hope that happens, but I'm not going to say anything and get clipped, all right? You can say that. I, I, will, I will gladly <laughs> say, avoid say the that. Clip. I'm avoiding the clip. I will gladly um, say that. Silva in four rounds. Yep. We then got to see Ricochet versus Sami Zayn. Did you guys watch this match? I watched the replay. Yes, you watched the replay. I watched the replay, too. Did you watch the replay? I did not. You haven't seen it? No. I so, didn't. Ricochet versus Sami Zayn. This is very interesting. The storyline they have going is that Sami Zayn is the honorary Oos in the bloodline. He is trying to join the bloodline even though he has no relation to them. And he has somehow won the favor of Roman Reigns because he's just – he's basically like cannon fodder. Like he'll just step in the way of like a Claymore kick or something for yeah, Roman. He's the ultimate yes man. Yes, he is. And he is the, he is the honorary Oos. Well, Jay Uso does not like Sami Zayn. And so Sami's fighting Ricochet. He actually, for once in his life – has the match won, and all of a sudden, Jey Uso starts crawling into the ring, like, preventing the ref from counting. I mean, he had he had Ricochet down for, like, an eight count. And so then, more detention, because Jey Uso does not like Sami Zayn. This is the storyline we got going right here. But he, does not, he doesn't believe he belongs to the bloodline. Everyone else kind of does, but he doesn't. And so then him and Sami get into it. Ricochet, of course, capitalizes that, beats Sami Zayn, one, two, three, and even more dissension in the bloodline, this indomitable faction might be one of, if not the greatest faction, on paper-wise, in WWE history right now. I mean, they have both 
the Unified Championship and the Unified Tag Team Championships and Solo Sokoa just won the North American for like a week. Are you? What are you looking at? Don't Noah? don't say one of the greatest. Here's no. no, no. I'm saying you got Evolution. Personally, I would not believe this, but if you look at like how much gold they have right now, they are running like the WWE. You can't even deny that. Like the way they've been booked. Yeah, but the Usos will never. The be. Usos have are almost the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. They're about to beat the New Day's reign. Yeah, but they'll never Let's like go. Be no, we don't like Randy that. Orton or Batista or. Yes, but I'm saying like in gold wise, they're not supposed to be that. They're supposed to be the tag team. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I I'm got saying you. like that way. The way they're set up, they're very dominant in everything they do. Which I hope they don't beat the New Day's reign, but I think they will. Nah, um, I think this is will. setting up is what I've seen very popular on the on social media is Sami Zayn turns on the bloodline and turns on Jimmy and Jay and teams up with Kevin Owens, his former best friend, to take those tag team straps off of them. Haven't they already done that though? No, or Sami like Zayn, Sami Zayn became friends with Kevin Owens. Yes, they didn't did, they do that a couple? They years? did that, but they did it when they were heels. This would be the first time they did it when they were faces. Gotcha. Because gotcha. they did it whenever Sami saved Kevin when he was a heel and turned on like Shane McMahon, and that yep, started this yep, like yep. Sami Zayn heel run that's been going for the past like three or four years at this point. Yep. Um, you got any thoughts on that, Daniel? He's correcting me here, so I'm curious what you think. I love the Usos, man. I just even though they're heel. Just all I'm thinking about is they are really good. We the ones. I just love those guys. Um, We had two promos from both Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre against each other, basically calling them clowns and saying that they're going to decimate each other. That was that. It was a cool segment. Karrion Cross had his vignette while Drew McIntyre just basically got on the stage and was like, "Hey, yo, Karrion Cross, you're a coward!" And then he just called him out. Um, We had. Raquel Rodriguez versus Bailey after um I think her Raquel Rodriguez and Aliyah lost the women's tag team titles on Raw the past Monday. She fought Bailey, of course lost because Bailey has beaten everyone since she's gotten back. Um and uh I think Shotzi Blackheart came out to save her, which I thought was very weird since she has a tag team partner. Like, she has a tag team partner to save her. Why would some random person who is a heel before this just save her? Well, they haven't known what to do with those tag team titles since yes. they introduced them. Well, so. and, and, of course, that's why Naomi and um, Sasha Banks walked out. And I agree. But they have gotten – I do like giving it on to uh, Damage Control is what they're calling them now, uh, EO Sky and Dakota Kai, because they're the only, like, legit team in the division. Um, more Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey stuff. I'll be honest, I did not watch it. I – I was very excited when Liv Morgan won the title. I don't know if you guys saw that. She cashed in on Ronda Rousey. And then since then, I have not cared. They had done nothing to make me care. She's fighting Ronda Rousey again. Ronda Rousey bores me. Um, they try to make her this like bad woman, the baddest woman on the planet, but I'm just not vibing with it. I don't know about you guys. How do you feel? Should have stayed in UFC. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, well, she lost her smile, Shawn Michaels style, so. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. After getting beat <laughs> twice. And there was a sick bar one of the times where Liv, I think, tweeted out at her, like, I've already beat you twice. Shouldn't you quit now? Or something like that. Normally you quit after two times or something like that. Yeah, but you can always, you know, go to Extreme Rules, put a stipulation on it. Yeah, Make of course. it extreme. I think that's what they're doing. I think it, it, it says Liv Morgan makes things extreme with Ronald so I assume they're doing the Extreme Rules match. Again, I did not watch this SmackDown Live. I've caught the replays. And whenever I do that, I normally just catch when I want to. And I just did not watch that segment. Um, Solo Sokoa, freshly new NXT North American champion, defends the strap against Madcap Moss, who actually was on a tear before this. And then Triple H took over, and he just is back to being a jobber. He loses to Solo Sokoa, makes him look good. But the interesting thing that happened was before this match, because Jay Uso cost Sami Zayn the match, so Jimmy and Solo, and Solo is Jimmy and Jay's little brother, mm-hmm. um, they like Sami. So they're talking to Solo before he goes in. They're like, yeah, Us, you're going to represent the bloodline, Us, you're going to hold it down. And then Solo's like, nah, you staying here. You aren't on your game today. And he's walking down, and he's like, Sami, you coming? So there was no Usos at ringside. It was only Sami Zayn. He did not want his brothers there. 
Corsello wins. He retains. Um, and then we had, I think, Braun Strowman ran out, destroyed Maximum Male Models, um, and then just got slammed by Otis, setting up a match next week. Yeah. Love Otis. Love Otis. I do too. He's funny. Oh, big dozer. Shush. Shush. I can't do that really well. Shush. I thank you. Can you do that? Uh, uh I'm not even going to uh, try. Thank you. I'm, I'm too southern for that. I love Chad Gable. I wish he they put like a strap on him. Shorty G. Short. <laughs> no, we're not bringing that up. Anyway, we will come back on the main event of SmackDown in two minutes. We got a little bit of a PSA break. Anything you boys want to say before we go to these ads? RKO out of nowhere. What if we did it like picture by picture style like AEW or talking over the ad? <laughs> picture by picture. Hello there. We are back. Hello there. It is 930. We're going to go ahead and finish our little SmackDown recap. We had the phenomenal tag team match. We had New Day versus Foyt Noit. The Brawling Brutes. We had accompanied by Sheamus. It was Rich Holland and Butch. Pete Dunn. We also had Hit Row in this match. And Imperium. What do you what do you how do you guys feel about this? I think we all watch this match. Love every single competitor. I love this match. And I normally don't like Rich Holland or I can be honest, because he broke Big E's neck. But I was all for this. I was all over this match. They they just had so much chemistry. I I got back into watching like wrestling every week recently. And the first thing I saw was Rich Holland and Butch. Oh. And I was just like, yes. They're awesome. This is it. P- Butch is awesome. I wish his name wasn't that, but he's awesome. They also had Hit Row, which I was kind of shocked they got a match this early because, like, they just came back. So it was weird to see them lose. But, of course, they didn't get pinned. Imperium looking strong as always. They got uh, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Geiser. Um, they looked strong in defeat, of course. You know, hitting the final move, hitting the final move and getting kicked out of the ring. The new day not looking as they had they had bright spots, but of course, the new day at this point as a tag team, it's like if they want to put the straps on them, they can, they can go. But it's like they have done everything they can do in the tag team division, like forever. Like even if Usos pass them in reigns, I think Uday New Day is the greatest, like maybe one of the, if not the greatest three man team ever. And so, like, them losing wasn't a big deal. But I also liked them. I do like them actually using the Brawling Brutes as, like, as a tag team. Because, like, I've seen them as, like, a three-man tag team for so long. I haven't actually seen them do a tag team match. That was pretty nice. And, of course, Sheamus was out there. Foyt Noit. Foyt Noit. Foyt Noit. It's Foyt Noit. Noit. It. Of course, that ended our SmackDown recap. Which then we get to Raw. Of course, all three of us watched this together. Opening up. First of many. Times will do Versus that. Many. We didn't catch this full match. We caught the end of it, me and Daniel. Um, it was Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Great match. I love the way they set up the ref bump. I did not see it coming for like the first time in forever. I didn't either. And then Seth Rollins, of course, kicked him in the hoo-hahs and tried to hit the stomp. Almost won, but he didn't. Bobby had the greatest counter to the stomp ever. When he basically just stood, he he held himself up like this, so Seth Rollins couldn't stomp his neck down. He basically was just too strong. It was awesome. That is awesome. It was awesome. Um, Seth Rollins loses after Riddle comes down. He gets distracted. Bobby hits. I don't know if he got him in the hurt lock or the spear. I don't remember, but he won the match. Bobby looking strong. Seth looking strong in defeat. That's a perfect way you can book this because you don't really want either guy losing. Um, Bobby being such a dominant champion, any any championship he holds, he's dominant. And Seth, Seth's been on a tear for like the past year and a half. He's been carrying the company and everything he does. I just love it. I, I love, love it. I love the Seth visionary Rollins. gimmick is great. He was great. He fought Roman Reigns. I think that was a disqualification too, because he 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 came down in his fight against Roman Reigns in Shield gear. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the. Uh, yeah, gear. it was awesome. It was crazy. Um. Of course, we got to see more Judgment Day since last week they just destroyed Edge's leg. They said he was injured with some kind of thigh injury. Um, we got to see, I think, what was it? Damian Priest and Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio and Riddle in the main event. They hyped that up. Um, 
the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day. Um, Dominic, who called Rhea Ripley Mommy. That was weird. Yeah. I she it. called him Poppy, Eddie Guerrero style. I support it. What'd you say? I support it. You just like Rhea Ripley. I do. I do. I do kind of like Dom in the heel role. I felt like he was just kind of floundering before. So. I feel like he's come full circle. Yeah. How he would become full circle if he's like, my dad is Eddie Guerrero. If he said that, then he would come full circle. It would go so hard. Oh, my. That would be cool. Eddie should have won that ladder. Um, Damage Control came down, celebrated their tag team title win. Of course, then Bianca Belair, I think Asuka, and Alexa Bliss came down. They talked some, uh, some mess to each other. And then Alexa attacks Bailey. Setting up a match later on the night. Um, my favorite segment from this week's Raw, Dexter Loomis. Um, the Miz paranoid comes out of the ring, tells you that he's not gonna tell you what Dexter Loomis did to him when he kidnapped him. She tells Dexter Loomis to come to the ring, and all of a sudden it pans to the floor where you see a knife slowly cutting the ground open. <laughs> Comment, like, literally like you're watching a Looney Tunes character. It was like a Bowie knife, dude. It was a giant knife. It was hilarious. We watched this live. We all started losing it. And, of course, almost, like, Undertaker, Kane style, Dexter Loomis pops out, tries to grab Miz down. Miz escapes because of Champa. Champa hits him with the mic. You think Dexter Loomis is out for the count. He ends up popping back up. They scatter out of the ring, and Dexter Lewis just stares at the Miz for the rest oh, of the segment. He is such a good character. Such a good character. That I agree. So good. He's so creepy, and he's also really good at drawing. So, like, all the drawings is done by him. It's pretty cool. Um, Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory. I think it might be my favorite match of the week. KO coming out, vintage KO stuff. Just absolutely just slapping Austin Theory around. There was points Austin, in the match, Austin Theory looked really good. He was getting some good offense in. I don't understand Austin Theory's character. Like his gimmick? Yeah, his gimmick. So his gimmick was, before Vince left, was he was Vince McMahon's, like, hand-picked guy. Like, Vince is like, this is my guy. And basically went and shot him to the moon. He was, by the way, he's the Money in the Bank holder, but he wasn't in the Money in the Bank match. Like, he was not scheduled. He didn't win his qualifier. Basically, last minute, Austin Theory gets added to the match after losing the United States Championship. So, he didn't qualify for it. He just got added. And then he won the match. So, like, he's a like he's a, he's a paper WWE champion. He's been given a lot of opportunities because of Vince McMahon. Um, so, he's like uh, Drew McIntyre. Yes, but if Drew McIntyre actually was, like, boosted by him. Because Vince was like, he's the chosen one, but he never, like, did anything. Yeah, like, that led to Drew McIntyre being in 3MB. Yep. And now... It's a three-man band! <laughs> now we have Austin Theory, but it's kind of weird because Vince McMahon's fired now. He's kind of floundering. I thought he resigned. Well, he resigned. Whatever you want to say, he's gone. That's what Stephanie said. Um, They still have Austin. They're still boosting Austin Theory because he was a a uh, Triple H guy. I don't think I've had your mic on this whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's going to be fun. You're not going to be able to hear Noah. Well, you know what? They probably didn't want to hear me. So it's probably it's okay. good we had you turned down because you were yelling so loud. And plus, Daniel's mic is pretty close. So, I think you were picking up. It's a three-man band. Anyway. Hopefully. Um, Austeri got some good offense in. He was looks like he was going to win the match by hitting Kevin Owens with the Bunny in the Bank. Johnny Gargano steals the Bunny in the Bank after Austeri attacked him last week. Kevin Owens hits the pop-up power bomb. One, two, three. Gets the dub. Fine, you know that's where the match ended. It was awesome. Setting up that Johnny Gargano feud and keeping Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano seem to be friends now. Nothing wrong with that. What's so wrong with friends? There's Logan? nothing wrong with it. It was just I've never seen this pair before, so it's pretty nice. I like Johnny Gargano. That might be my favorite wrestler actually right now. He's great. Have you seen his NXT stuff? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of his stuff. He's pretty good. He's pretty he's pretty good. I'll say that. Um we didn't have the Judgment Day versus Rey Mysterio and Riddle. Um Seth Rollins, of course, after Riddle getting involved, gets involved in the match, tries to hit Riddle with a steel. I think he does, or he tries to again hit Riddle with a steel chair. Ray steals it, 
um, chase after Seth Rollins like a scalding dog. He runs away. And Dominic just sits there. Dominic sits there, distracts his dad, being like, hit me in the face with this chair. Um, Ray, Ray says no because he's the face and people love him. Ray doesn't do it, of course, because um, he's, he's a good guy. Um, afterwards, Dom, um, Ray gets back in the ring, eats like a choke slam from Dom, Damian Priest, eats the Coupe de Gras, one, two, three. Um, we go backstage, and we have two very interesting segments. The Judge May celebrating. That's where Dom called Rhea Mommy. Um, Dom, for a second, tried to fake us out. He's like, guys, I should go check on my dad. And then he's <laughs> like, ah, nah. Ah, nah. Of course not. Um, doesn't do that. We then see Finn go to AJ Styles. First time we've seen AJ in a while. AJ actually feuded with the Judgment Day when they first got formed. He feuded with Edge at WrestleMania. So it's very, like, he hates the Judgment Day. And he's like, oh, you won't join me? Because actually, Finn originally feuded with the Judgment Day. Originally before joining. Yeah. And so they had this little little standoff. Um, and also, this is what I'm most interested in talking about. Because I don't know if you guys know this. But Seth Rollins and Riddle getting into it again backstage. Seth and them are like, we yeah. Extreme rules, bro. And he's like, yeah, fight pit. And he's like, you're on. Do either of you know what a fight pit match is? You showed it to me at uh, my place um, Monday night. Yes. Do you know, Noah? You you showed me as well, but I don't, like, know how it works. It is one of my favorite match concepts that they never do. It is basically, they started this in the 90s with Ken Shamrock, and it was called the Lion's Den then. So it's oh. basically, it's a ring with no ropes. It's the steel cage is, like, right up to the ring, so you can't, like, fall out of the ring. Basically, if you hit it, you're hitting that steel. There's an upper level you can call out of, but you can't escape. There's not, like, a cage match where you can escape. There's an upper level where you can fight at. And basically, the only way, it's an MMA-style match, the only way you can win is by submission or knockout. And, I mean, it is some crazy stuff. The first fight pit match they had in NXT, Matt Riddle was actually in. Um, he lost to Timothy Thatcher, who was no longer in the company. Timothy Thatcher lost two of his teeth in the match. And Yo. then Timothy Thatcher fought Tommaso Ciampa and won off of, like, a rear naked choke. These matches, I want you to go home and look at these. These are some fantastic matches. And so I'm very excited to see what Riddle with the MMA background. He's already been in it, and he's done amazing. And Seth Rollins, do Like, I would watch Extreme Rules just for that match. Fight pits are awesome. Who is who – is, Oh, we have a, a, a wandering Adrian looking at us. Then the Brawling Brutes came out, beat up the Street Profits. It's pretty cool. I think they won the match. It was a great match. Um, Pete Dunn stepped on somebody's arm. It was anything with the Street Profits, great. Anything with the Brawling Brutes has been pretty good. Um, so I mean, I don't remember exactly like the key strokes. I remember it was being a good match. But any, any of you boys have anything to say about that? I was entertained. My first Raw was very in forever, and I was entertained. Then, main event, Bailey beats um, Alexa Bliss clean. One, two, three. Of course, she's not going to lose. And then decimates the other two, Asuka and uh, Bianca Belair, challenges her at Stream Rules. And then I think the only other thing we miss is um, Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens challenged uh, uh, Chad Gable and the Otis. Alpha Academy. To a Otis, 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 to a fight, to a fight in Canada. Now, did you watch any NXT love? I watched the last little bit and I caught the highlights. Well, what we'll to talk? We're going. I've been talking way too much. We got another ad break. It's time for Justin Roberts to come out. Here we go. If you- I don't know if we can legally play that. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like, hail to the chief, baby, but I guess not. Um, we're, we're back with our NXT um, coverage. First things first, show starts, and Solo Sokoa, one week into his reign, instantly gives up the North American champion, Shawn Michaels, citing the reason as, you were never supposed to be in that match, because basically last week, it was supposed to be Wesley versus Carmelo, Carmelo just attacks Wesley, and he's like, yeah, easy night. See if you can get up after that, because the fans voted him. So Los Cola, surprise, came out, won the match. It was awesome. And he's like, well, you were never supposed to be in that match. You didn't have a contract, so t- give me the champion. Is the championship vacant? 
Yes. Bro, Vanket is such a for, good wrestler. He's going to have at least a six-week reign because they're not putting it back up to Halloween Havoc. Bro, they're doing he, a bunch of qualifiers. He's so Wait, NXT is doing Halloween Havoc? Yeah. That is awesome. They do Halloween Havoc now. They also do uh, new, um, va- new Year's Vengeance and I think like Valentine's Day Massacre or something like that. WCW. W. Yeah, they have all the WCW ones. Um, I don't know if I really like that move. I would have rather just had him pull double duty. Like, why? I love Solo. It's like, why put the title on him? I guess they wanted to make him, like, look legit. And he, like, he defended it. Yeah, he also, uh, I think they wanted to do a little bit of advertising on SmackDown. Yeah, by but, having like, the title there. I think it was kind of lame. Solo, though, is different from the other Bloodline member. I don't think Roman would just hand it over the title. So, Rose, Solo was like, I understand. And then just handed over the title and left. Yeah. yeah and then, yeah. of course, Shawn Michaels announced. Carmelo Hayes is not just going to be given back the title. He will have to fight for it. It is vacant for six weeks. Vacant becoming champion again. How do we feel about that? Undefeated. Never lost. Vacant. He is so he is so amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, In a ladder match, this is, like, I think the fourth North American title ladder match, and all of them have been really good. So I'm excited for that. I don't really like the decision made there. But Carmelo plus, like, six other people – um, some new person who debuted and beat Grayson Waller. It was a, uh, I don't remember what his name was. What was, what was his name? Uh, what was his name? Oro Mensa. I have no idea. He beat Grayson Waller. He's qualified. That happened. There was some other stuff. Axum and Nathan Frazier had a best of three. They had their second match. That was pretty good. Um, I don't know if you guys know who either of those people are. Nathan Frazier was trained by uh, Seth Rollins. So he's like Seth Rollins' protege, but he's a good guy. Well, then he's got to be good then. He's pretty good in the ring. Some other stuff happened. Um, I'm gonna be honest. The only stuff I really cared about that happened on NXT was um, the Creed brothers. Have you guys seen them? Have you seen him, the Creed brothers, Noah? No, I have not. They were gonna become your new favorite tag team, Brutus and Julius Creed. They're like mini Kurt Angles. So they're like, um, oh, what's their names? Uh, back in the day. Yes, like Shelton Benjamin and Charlie yeah, Haas. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they're exactly like them. And so they won the tag team titles, ended up losing it because their other member of their faction, the Diamond Mind, which kind of been floundering recently, turned on them. It's, uh, do you guys know that Gable Stevenson who won the gold medal for us? Yes. It's his little brother. He was in the faction. Wow. Damon Kemp turned on him, basically said, yeah. I beat the crap out of Roderick Strong and, you know, did some other stuff. And any of you, either one of you can fight me, but it can only be one. The other one can't be there anytime, anywhere. And basically, like, had destroyed them. He, uh, they were in a steel cage match last week, and he, he handcuffed one of them to the steel cage. Really? So, prevent them from winning the match. So, they're going to have a match next week. I think Brutus is going to fight, uh, um, what's his face? Um... I think he's going to fight Damon Kemp. That's his name. I'm kind of interested in that because I like, I like the Creed brothers. They're going to be the next big thing in WWE. You just adjust, you wait. And then this was really – they had some other matches. I didn't really watch them because, honestly, they didn't interest me. The only one I may have watched was Wendy Chu versus George Cora Jade. Cora Jade was like the AJ Lee of NXT. Um, really? Yes, kind of. She had that gimmick, and then she turned heel, so – and then Darn. Wendy Chu is like the Orange Cassidy of – she basically wrestles in pajamas and falls asleep in the ring half the time. It's pretty awesome. I know it sounds lame, but if you watch her matches, she's entertaining. She does a really good job. I'll take she your does, word for it. She has the elbow drop. It's called the pillow drop, I think it's called, where she just like elbow drops and she like jumps to her side and goes like this, like like head resting on a pillow. It's pretty cool. Um, I didn't watch it though. I did watch the main event. I think you watched the main event, Noah. Daniel, I watched did you watch the you. main event? Yeah. <sighs> what a main event it was. Tyler Bate versus J.D. McDonough, formerly known as the Irish Ace. Um, what was his name? I forget what his old gimmick was. They changed his name. Um, who was also the longest reigning Cruiserweight champion before they discontinued that. Um, Tyler Bate, of course, coming off the loss. Um from Braun Breaker losing his NXT UK championship, unifying both those titles, trying to get back in the number one contendership slot. 
He then fights J.D. McDonough, who also wants to get back in the number one contendership slot. Oh, his name was Jordan Devlin. That's where the J.D. comes from. That was the original. I like that name. Jordan Devlin or J.D. McDonough? Uh, first one. Jordan Devlin. That sound, what, why did they change that? That sounds good. I don't know. They used it in NXT UK. I guess they wanted to. WWE's all about. I think it's because it's his real name. Oh, yeah. yeah they don't point. like him being able to use his real name because then he can use it if he ever leaves the company. He actually was trained by Vin, Finn Balor. Um, and you can kind of see it when you watch his ring style. Um, they had an absolute barn burner match um, right in front of Braun Breaker. They hit this crazy spot where Tyler Bate does that, like, kind of hand, like, he jumps into the ropes and turns around it and tries to hit, like, a, a clothesline. And J.D. McDonough reversed it into a Spanish fly, knocking Tyler Bate up, gets up to do his big old, like, Hulk Hogan power-up move, and Tyler Bate just bops him right in the face, knocks him out. It was so cool. I showed you that, and you were like, whoa. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. It was one of the coolest transitions I've ever seen. Like, I was, like, genuinely impressed. Tyler Bate is amazing. He put on, like, a 70-minute, 60-something-minute match against Gunta on, like, whenever he was a United Kingdom champion. He was the original um, NXT UK champion and the last. He's amazing. I'm sure he'll be great in NXT um, in the new NXT, or if he gets brought up to SmackDown, which is my hope, or somewhere like that. He's phenomenal. The big strong boy. That's what his, his nickname is. Chop. 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 Um, JD McDonough ends up hitting a Spanish fly off the top rope, and then I forget what his finisher is called, but it basically is a version of the angle slam. Let's see. Let me look up JB McDonough. Finisher. I spelled that all wrong. Um, I don't know what is what is this finisher's called? Um, finishing moves. The Ireland's call. Or it's oh, the devil inside. Or Devlin side. Oh, because his name is Devlin, so it used to be the Devlin side, but now it's the devil inside. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty clean. It's pretty clean. It was a clean move. One, two, three, finishes him off. Braun Breaker gets in the ring. They have a little standoff. They've actually fought before. I think Braun Breaker won. And then afterwards, Ilya Dragunov comes out. I don't – is he Russian? I think he's Russian. Maybe I'm wrong. Eastern or European. He's, or he might be German. I know he's like – I know he's – he's Russian. He's Russian. He, of course, if you don't know who this guy is, I don't think you do, Daniel. He is an absolute stud. All these UK guys are studs. But this guy especially, Gunta, the Intercontinental Champion, formerly known as Walter, the longest reigning UK champion, went on like a 600, 500-something, 600-day reign and only lost to him. And they put on a match. It is like the, one of the most brutal matches I've ever seen. No crowd. And so every time they hit each other, you can just hear like the – like his chest was purple. Boom! Jeez. It was brutal. That's it was crazy. awesome. This guy is incredible. He came out. Kind of stared down Braun Breaker and J.D. McDonough, and that's why we ended NXT. And, of course, then we have AEW Grand Slam, where a new AEW champion was crowned. Actually, three new champions were crowned. I don't know if you guys were paying attention before the show started, but it was good. John Moxley, of course, won the AEW Championship. Soraya, a.k.a. Paige, debuted. We All three of us were popping off for that. Daniel was freaking out. Um, I think... What, who was it? I think Chris Jericho got the Ocho. He won his eighth world championship beatings. Um, Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro, for the Ring of Honor championship. And the Scissor Boys, the acclaimed, beat Swerve, Strickland, and Keith Lee after a little bit of disruption where Swerve accidentally hits his own teammate with the foreign object, end up costing him the match. It's Swerve walking out on Keith Lee. Um, the claims of your new tag team champions. I think that was the right choice. They were over as I'll get out. The scissor me thing was great. I'm sure I'll start doing it with Noah in the bullpen. As we go to do it ah, in the moment. It was amazing. We did it live. You couldn't see it. Shirtless scissor, just like the acclaimed. Um, they also had the um, women's match. I think, I assume Tony Sore won or they lost by DQ. I don't know. We didn't catch that one. I just came back and Britt Breaker had busted her nose open and was just beating the crap out of everyone else. Beautiful shot. Um, Pac beat Orange Cassidy by brass knuckles. 
He brass knuckled him in the face and hit him with his finisher. He cheated. Tupac. What, as what's a, so wrong with cheating? All right, it's you wrong do whatever you can when do. When it's to on get one ahead. of my favorites, Orange Cassidy, the King of Sloth style, the Orange Punch. It was wrong. He he hit him with the brass knuckles pack, saying he could just beat Orange Cassidy in his sleep, and of course, cheating to win. Also, Pack will only be known as Tupac for the foreseeable future because he has two belts. I will not refer to him as anything else, so get used to it. How do you feel about that nickname? Tupac. He is Tupac. He's uh-uh. Pac. His name is Pac, and he has two belts, so he's Tupac. What was his name, WWE? Neville. Neville, Neville. yeah. The yeah. man that gravity forgot. Bro, he was my favorite for a little while. He was really good. He, he carried that uh, cruiserweight division until oh, the Enzo. Cruiserweight. Until Enzo Amore. Took and, over. And then he quit the company. Yeah. Um. Oh, actually, oh, my goodness, I'm watching the end of this match right now. Swerve Costament, Billy Gunn interference, hitting the Famous Circus. He's, like, the Acclaimed's manager now, and the Acclaimed won. It was kind of a rocky match. They had some. It wasn't as good as their pay-per-view match. From what I've heard, that was very good. I didn't watch a $50 pay-per-view. But, like, I know at one point they were setting up for the finisher, and I maybe I just didn't catch it, but it looked like Max Caster just, like, I thought he injured himself the way he fell on his knee. He just didn't even hit his finisher. He just fell off the top rope like an old man. Yeah. Um, Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson, John Moxley had an absolute barn burner. Ended a little too early for my liking, I think, because of the TV time. But Moxley ending it with a choke, becoming your AEW champion again, and then immediately, like, I mean, like, they ended it. He got this championship, like, got it in his hands, and they're like, and we'll see you next time. And that's how they ended. Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't the, uh, the biggest fan of that, but I digress. Trying to get all the wrestling in there. All the wrestling. Overall, it's a really good episode um, of AEW. John Moxley. I mean, um, Claudia losing by a kick in the hoo-hahs and a Judas effect. Um, Moxley winning by a sleeper. The acclaimed winning after some decision between Swerve and Mark Lori, which amazing. Of course, Pac winning by cheating, and I think Tony Storm somehow, she had the title. I know that. Folks. She there, walked out with the title. There is so much wrestling nowadays. Every week. And that's only getting into the WWE and the AEW side. And we didn't even cover Rampage. There's so much. And I love it. It's going to be a little harder to catch up than it was My in 2013. Is, but I'll I'm get there. fine with us not watching every single match, but like, we got to hit some of the highlights. You know yeah, what I'm for saying? sure. This week, I think we, I think we're gonna stray with hitting every single match. Like, I'm not watching Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. I'm sorry, I'm not a hater. I like wow. Liv Morgan. I just don't like Ronda. But it's at ten o'clock. I think I want to hit a quick PSA break, and then we'll maybe get into our final segment here on WWEGL, the first episode. But if you sit right here, we will be back. Oh my gosh, it's a chair! Hey, you free tonight? We are free tonight, and we are back with our final little segment here. We have, what do we want to call this segment? It's the argument segment. I think we're going to call it Foytnoit. Foytnoit. It is Foytnoit. Anyway, this is our segment where we're going to argue about a topic. I have decided today it will be Daniel versus Noah. Boys, if you want to come up with a topic one week and have us debate it, we can do that. But get tonight, on I, will, I will I will get after it. You can all follow us on Twitter. Every one of us. And add us topics if you want. We have uh, our Twitters are Noah, is it Noah? Underscore under Phillips 64. Under Phillips 64, Daniel J. Locke, and of course, Logan Hurston. Half of the Storm Boys. Half of the Storm Boys. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> I knew that I was going to be making anyway, it. Anyway, this is Foyt Noit. As we as we're calling it now, um, this today we will be debating. You each will have a chance to say your side. There will be no what you say once you say it, it's done. There's no counter arguments. This is a one round basis. So say everything you got. Leave it all on the line. All right. Let's we are it. debating. Oh, I'm getting this nervous. Point, who do you think should end? Roman Reigns, historic two-year reign. Now, rules are you have to pick someone that is in WWE currently. You can build it up as much as you want, and you also cannot – so you can't pick some AEW guy, like, coming over and winning it. 
and you can't pick someone who's retired. So no, like, Undertaker comes out of retirement. Or Ric Flair Stone needs one last cold. paycheck. Stone Cold. They can be someone that's injured, but you have to book them, you know, till they're injured. Um, This match is set for one fall. One fall. In this corner, we have one half of the illustrious tag team, the Storm Boys. He is the host of the Eagle's Nest and one of the most feared debaters in the world. Some would say a master debater. He is Daniel, (laughs) the Joker. Look. Oh, yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. And the challenger. I think, did you win? Did we ever decide who won that uh, Penn State debate? Penn State debate? I mean, not Penn State. You know what I mean. It's a draw. It's a draw. Well, it's all opinion based. You had a debate. Yes. This is not. This is not for. And I was captain of the debate team in high school. Anyway, yeah, you are the master debater. Uh, and the challenger coming in at a stout seven feet. He is the man with the plan. The cream in your coffee. Big Papa Dump, Noah, the Pimp Phillips. Seems like the crowd's behind Noah tonight. Always knew I was the face. Now, which one of you won the the Rock Paper Scissors during the break? Uh, uh, Noah. Noah did. Noah, Noah, would you like to go first or would you like to go second? I'm going to go first. He's going to go first. All right, boys, and let's begin. Okay. Go ahead, Noah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, say this right off the bat. Yes. The story, they they can't be who they are currently right now. Okay. I'm going to go. It's going to make sense when I say it. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. And here's how you book this. Okay. You turn – the Judgment Day face. Okay. I know that sounds wild right now, but you can very easily do it. Edge comes back. He is a heel on a mission. He is the rated R superstar. Finn Balor, they fight him off. AJ Styles ends up teaming up with him. Dominic reconciles with his father. He joins. Finn Balor, looking for revenge for the universal title that was taken from him, goes after the bloodline and Roman Reigns. And I think, honestly... They wanted to. This could happen at Survivor Series. The Bloodline gets a few more people. Jimmy and Jay are open to bringing on more team members. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, those type of guys. And Survivor Series is set up as the Bloodline wait, wait, versus you, Judgment Day. Before you say this, you know this is a War Games match, so it would have to be a War Games stipulation. Okay, they do War Games okay. between everybody but Finn Balor and Roman Reigns. Okay. And at the main event, of, of Survivor Series, it is Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. Finn Balor, finally, after so long, after losing that universal title because of being injured, he finally wins that title back, gets the redemption from four or five years ago. Even heels like Seth Rollins are coming out to congratulate him. Now, is it Finn Balor coming out, or is it the Demon? Um... Whichever will get the biggest pop. The demon could very easily come out. <laughs> you're just trying to you're trying to get on my good side, I see. Yeah. It, the demon could very He's like, easily whatever you want. Whatever you, you want. I think either way the pop will be huge. I like the way you're setting this up. I don't feel like you had it fully cooked though. I feel like you could just do judgment day versus him, even as a heel. Like, you you could do that. Because everyone would be so for Ben Bauer against Roman Reigns. Hey, no, my friend Will just called you a moron. Well, you <laughs> tell Will <laughs> that I want to see him one-on-one with me. With the great <laughs> one. It was, I would say I kind of like the idea. I don't feel like he had it fully but cooked. But I don't feel like, though, if you keep him heel, that they will fully be able to, to do, do the that. redemption storyline. Yes, I kind of feel that. Which, I, which is what I think Finn Balor should go for. But my question is, if they do the Survivor Series match, then what is the stakes? It's just they're fighting? They got the belts. You're fighting for the world championship. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, the War Games match, you said Judgment Day versus the Bloodline without 
Roman Reigns or Finn Bauer. Well, I mean, the Usos are probably going to end up but fighting. But what is that match for? It's just like personal feud, or is it like? Well, yeah. Okay. Because they hate each other. Okay. Okay. Daniel, the floor is yours. Okay. So, there's one guy throughout the last decade that has just had Roman Reigns' number. He was in the Shield with him. He betrayed him in 2014, and he is who I want to see him take the belt off of him. I would like to see Seth Rollins do this. Because, you know, these guys have so much history together, so many great moments, so many great matches. They work well together, and just any time they fight, the eyes of the wrestling world are upon them. And they always put on a show. And I just I don't see a more poetic end for this reign, no pun intended, than for Seth Rollins to take the belt from him himself. Now, how would you have Seth Rollins beat out the bloodline? Would he just, like, be able to overcome him? Would yeah. He just okay. start from the ground is, up there. Is Seth Rollins a heel or a face in this program? Because he's currently heel. Face. You both, you both picked current heels. Face turn. Well, I, feel, I think Finn Balor is just Why so good he, as a face I, I, I as well. Want, I just want to finish. Why would Seth Rollins turn face in this program? Just because he's fighting Roman Reigns? Or would it yeah. be like... They do that to build up to this. Because, I mean, Roman Reigns is a heel. How, okay. You've how, gotta, how does Seth turn face, though? Does he just attack? Just attack heels. Like the Judgment Day. That doesn't turn you face, though. you got to like... See, Finn Balor, in my scenario, would like team up with AJ Styles... I've got Tell one. Dominic to reconcile with his father, and everybody in the Judgment Day would end up turning face. I've got one for so you. So you would turn the whole Judgment Day face? Yes, and I would make the bloodline even bigger hills than they are right now. I've got one. Yes. So, like, Edge comes back. He teams up with Seth Rollins. I know, wild stretch, and this is, like, happening quickly. Yes. But then they just, you know, go back after the Judgment Day. And then somewhere along the lines, I like that aspect of getting Dominic to reconcile with Ray. And then he turns his sights on the bloodline. And he starts from the bottom, works his way all the way up to Reigns. And they book this at WrestleMania. Okay. Okay. I'm going to keep all these in consideration. You both had very – I like where both of your heads were heading. I think Seth Rollins would be a great – person to take a belt off of Roman I don't think as a face though because of how much he's been a heel this last year like he is the number one heel on Raw and he's such a good heel such, in comparison to him well, being a face not only, well not only that but too is like it just to me I have to know why he's turning face is it like you know something it, it but also at the same time you're turning the judgment day the other like maybe the number two heels seal stable into faces which and you didn't really you you explained why through, like, Edge turns heel and they fight Edge? Or, like, how are you trying to copulate that? Okay, hear me out on this. The Brood. They fight the Brood. Edge brings the Brood back, and they Chris just they get a bunch of— well, No, they don't do that, but they get, like, other new guys that can be— Okay, so— And Edge brings Edge, those guys up through being in the Brood, and Edge they fight each other. Edge start a new stable. Yes. The Brood to fight in your— who who would be in this brood? You gotta swing me a little more. Um, Name some NXT guys. I think I don't know if he'd be called up yet, but I think uh, Braun Baker could Breaker. be Breaker. He could, could be the muscle. Could be the muscle. Um, who's another small guy? Let's see here. <laughs> Are you just gonna look at the NXT roster? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> find gosh. somebody. Uh. Okay, what if they bring up uh, those two guys you were talking about earlier up, uh, the tag team? Jay, oh, Creed's? Yes, they could bring the Creed up. Because they don't act – the Brood doesn't actually have to, like, cover anybody in blood in this scenario. As a matter of okay. fact, they probably wouldn't allow them to do that. They aren't like vampires. But they would just bring the name back, and that would bring that would raise ticket sales because they're the Brood, so, technically. this is how I'm going to see the debate. I like the idea of Finn Balor winning more because I'm before Finn Balor fan, but – Crap! I will say – I think Daniel has more of the storyline going there. Oh. You don't want to see the redemption of Finn Balor? Well, honestly, if I had to pick someone to beat Roman Reigns right now, I would keep Roman's title on him to the end of the year and either Royal Rumble or day one. I would hope day one because that would be a boost that pay-per-view and also it's in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to be there. Cody Ro- and we're going to be Hot there. Atlanta. Cody Rhodes comes back off a torn peck. He has not lost since he's gotten back. He beat Seth Rollins three times. 
Seth Rollins like the number two guy in probably all of WWE right now, and comes back in his hometown, does it for Dusty. That's how I would imagine it. Hard times, brother. And I think Seth Rollins winning that as a heel, not really as Daniel booked him as a heel, would end up be a better story if Cody Rhodes came back and won it from Seth Rollins as a face. And Seth Rollins just like beat Roman Reigns, not for both titles, but like 1-1 or something like that. Or like, or like the Rock costume the titles. Because the rumor, I don't know if you guys know this, but everyone's saying at WrestleMania 38 in Hollywood that it's supposed to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns. They've been they've been teasing it for years. Once in a lifetime that they'll do next year. To, as see, well. to see who's the real tribal chief. Chief. Oh, that's a great tagline. Yes, because it's uh, the same bloodline, and it's a battle for the bloodline, and you have The Rock coming back, the People's Champ. You know, The Rock will obviously be the face in this program, and so some people, I. I like the idea. I don't like, tr- but I don't like. I can see more of, even though Seth Rollins is a bigger heel, I can see more likely that you would move Seth Rollins' face more than you would turn the whole Judgment Day faction and you started throwing names out at the end there. Your argument kind of collapsed. Well, I do like your idea, though. I can't help those rigged against me. So the winner and the current Fight Night champion. Daniel J. Locke. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You know what that means? She lost, Noah. You got to gotta come up with a debate next year. Or is it rigged? It is rigged against me. You can move the mic up. You know that, right? Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> oh Noah Phillips does not stay defeated. All right? He <laughs> rises above hate. At the end of the day, he does everything he does so he can avoid this losing feeling. And right now, he's mad, and he's going to – Oh, God! Oh, my gosh. Daniel just turned. He'll hit him with a chair shot. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I think that's going to be the end of our show today. Hit my music. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to WFUGL. I think Noah is currently crawling to a mic after that chair shot. What is he going to say? It was rigged. It was rigged. Thank you, Noah. Dan, you have anything to say as a champion? I'm the best there ever is. The best there was. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, we will hear you next week, same time, maybe a little shorter. If you didn't hear this or you're just tuning in, you can find us on the podcast. We're getting it set up right now. But that is it for me, Daniel Locke, and Noah Phillips. We will see you later.